welcome to Connections Radio Show, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm glad you've made the connection and are with us today. I'm Laurie Fitz, your host. And the goal of our show is to explore a wide range of topics that challenge us to see ourselves, our community, and the world around us in ways that get us thinking, get us talking, get us imagining, get us connected. And perhaps inspired or challenged to do just a bit more because we made the connection. And we have today St. Paul Peterson to talk about his new album and connections to our Minneapolis sound. Welcome, Paul. I'm so glad that you're joining us today. What an honor to be on uh, on the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, we're delighted. I, I have to tell you that when I listened to your album, I was tempted to just go, oh, can we just play the album for an hour? <laughs> it's so good. It's like, well, that'd be fine, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, probably I, more interesting than me talking. Absolutely. Well, no, no, I really want to talk to you, but, but I do love the album. I, I honestly love every one of the songs, and I love them for, for different reasons. Um, you have us go on a journey of musical genres. There's discoveries yeah. and homages to beloved and treasured yeah. musicians. Um, you brought right. me smiles, giggles, and then a tear or two. And if I were going to say, if I were going to say what the the album means to me, I would say it's pure joy. And, wow! And, well, then I then I won the lottery right there. Uh, that's what music is supposed to be. It's supposed well, to be a uniter, and it's supposed to to you know give you a break from what's going on in your world or the world. And uh, the music is is totally the great uniter. Isn't it, it it is, but you bring a special joy. And I want I want to make sure you know. Yes, music should do that. Music sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. You buy you get an album and like oh, I like this song, but I don't. You know. Everyone well, is is a great song. Um, wow! And it's a perfect party album, um, especially in our divided times. Um, it, right, that's exactly it. That yeah. was totally my intent. The whole thread for me, if I may say so, is uh, positivity on this record, and you know. Having a funk record like that, and mm-hmm. you say positivity, you go, oh boy, there's going to be some cheese on this thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. I mean, well, and and well when you, I you, tried not to, you know. It, it, it has your fingerprint. Every one of the songs is you. It is you. But you take us on some like musical genre experiences that are different from one to the other. But you've had so many different experiences, and they come to life on on the. It's just like you honored all of the connections that you've had um, with your your, mu- your musical background. A lot of our audience may not know that Prince yeah, discovered you um, at the yeah. age of seventeen, Saint Paul, um, and mm-hmm. he listed you as a player in the time for the movie Purple Rain. Yeah, it's talk about. Thrown to the wolves, you know. I can't. I come from a musical family. Just so your listeners know, the Peterson family. They may have seen one or two of us, or all all of us, out and about in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, or on tour with, you know, uh, fortunately many cool artists. But uh, so I'm the youngest there. But they uh, and they really trained me. And I was doing professional gigs by the time I was 15 in local bars and in, in private parties. My mom was. A, incredible musician and she you know she totally took me to school on all the old great uh, you know big band era songs and songs we called standards uh, of jazz and so she really trained me and so did my brothers and sisters and so when i got this opportunity to uh audition for the the spaces vacated by jimmy jam and terry lewis because the, you know prince decided to let them go um 
I was, I guess, ready enough at that point to step into that role. And, 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 and it's funny because I'm playing this tomorrow night with the guy who hired me in the time, Jesse Johnson. So it's a complete full circle moment here in California, being able to play with this gentleman who kind of changed the trajectory of my career and uh, it, we're having so much fun, and I'm still having fun, Lori. And it's I should, really, I, it's I, really cool. I should let the audience know that you're out in Los Angeles, and you yes. are playing at the Vibrato, which is Herb Alpert's club. I mean, that is so cool. <laughs> Tell us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and Herb is ninety some. Oh my gosh, old. he can't he can't be there because you know why? He's on the road. He's, oh my he's gosh, still playing, <laughs> working his butt off, and uh, he really has provided a beautiful space out here for musicians and i've played this club several times and and it's not unlike uh the dakota or crooners kind of a vibe back uh-huh. in minneapolis but it is first class it's in bel-air and we are lucky enough to, to sell it out i actually had to cancel a concert here in january because i got the dreaded covid oh. and uh so we had to cancel a show here so we're really happy that we can come back and and fulfill our obligation here and play some funk, some Minneapolis funk for these people out here. And we're going to have a good time. We're looking forward to it. And on June 24th, your new mm. record, Break on Free, will be uh, played at the Dakota. Is that right? Yeah, we're releasing the record on June 24th. I'm doing a gig with uh, the band that I, uh, uh, my band called St. Paul and the Minneapolis Funk All-Stars. And just to give you a little idea of what that is, we play the songs that made Minneapolis funk famous, you know, songs by Prince, The Time, The Family, Jam and Lewis. And we, uh, you know, we want to carry on that legacy and what's really fun about it is that I get to play with the people who helped uh, um, you know, make it famous, the people yeah. who were around in the Prince camp or the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis camp during that time. So it's a bunch of alumni getting together for all the right reasons to have fun, to, to, to continue the legacy. And, you know, we can reminisce who didn't love that area of, of music. And we're still making new music, like I said. Break on Free will be released that night. Uh, it was a fun record to make, and we can talk a little bit more about that. But the band is really good, and and, and just to, to, to give the audience yeah. kind of a heads up, Kirk Johnson on drums, right? Kirk Johnson, who played not only would play drums with Prince, but he was a dancer in Purple Rain. He and I go back to 1984 together, and he's just an incredible musician. You've got Jason yeah. Peterson Delaire, who was my nephew, who also played in the Prince camp with Carmen. He also played with uh, Jam and Lewis with a band called Solo. And then Oliver Lieber. Oliver Lieber, I'm sitting in his house in his beautiful studio in California. He played with Jesse Johnson and Tamara in the scene, and he produced a bunch of huge hits right in Minneapolis. Probably the most famous would be the Paula Abdul record, uh, Forever Your Girl, and he had like seven or eight songs on that record. That did pretty darn well. Jelly Bean Johnson? My big brother, who took me under his wing when I was in the time, he is the drummer in the time and also plays in the group The Family with me, or we call it F Deluxe now. He is always a joy to have, but he's not playing drums like he normally does in the time. He plays the heck out of the guitar, so he's playing guitar along with Oliver. And Elisa Fiorello. Elisa Fiorello, this is going to be the first time I've been able to work with her. She's a, a, a... a Prince Camp alumnist. She toured with Prince in the New Power Generation, and I've, she's an incredible singer, and I can't wait 
to to work with her. So this will be fun. So it's not only an album release, it's also a, a celebration reunion party. <laughs> that, that You said it. Man, <laughs> thank you. I almost feel that and put that on all the posters. There you go. So I want to yeah. make sure, we've got to go to break, but I want to make sure that the audience knows the new record is Break on Free. Yeah. If you want to yeah. uh, go to his website and learn a little bit more about all the cool thing, yeah. uh, cool things that Paul Peterson does, it's very easy. PaulPeterson.com, and that's an O-N with Peterson. Uh, right. And we're going to talk more about the music. We're going to go out of this uh, segment with uh, Break on Free, which is the title to the album. Yeah. I all hope right. you like it. I'm sure we will. We're going to listen a little bit, and then we'll go to break. Sounds good. party. Today is a party day. And we have St. Paul Peterson to talk about his new album and connections to our Minneapolis sound. Uh, Welcome, Paul. Hi. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about this Break On Free, which is the title of your album and music that we listened going out of the last segment and coming into this one. You know, the pandemic was an extremely... uh, uh, artistic time, not only for me, but probably 99% of the, the music population, because we weren't allowed to go out and play any gigs. You know, we were the first to go and the last to come back. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that instead of sitting and, and relaxing, which is impossible for me to do, I can tell you that we, I, so I'll speak personally, I, I went into the studio. I said, what am I going to do creatively with this time that I have this gift? I, I, I chose to look at it as a gift of of time, which, you know, is such a precious commodity mm. uh, in our lives. And I just said, hey, I'm going to write a record, and I'm going to invite my friends, people who mean the most to me, people I look up to, people I want to work with, and uh, this is a classic example. So Break On Free, there is a world-class guitarist by the name of Eric Gales, and if you don't know who that is, Go check him out. He, I, I call him an alien because he <laughs> is one of the freakiest and most incredibly talented uh, uh, guitar players. He plays just like Jimi Hendrix, upside down and backwards. Uh-huh. So in other words, you flip your guitar upside down wow. and the strings are completely wrong. Uh-huh. And he he's on the level of Joe Bonamassa. TV Ray Vaughn, and he's really the heir to the throne of that that blues slash rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, prone. Uh, so he sent me uh, an idea for a song, a guitar lick you hear in the very beginning of that song, and he wanted me to write a song that he was uh, for a record he was doing with Joe Bonamassa. And I said, okay, cool. So I put something together. Um, he didn't end up working out for his record. And I said, Eric, do you mind if I finish this? And he said, no, go ahead. So I, I enlisted a really good friend of mine by the name of Owen Sartori, who we share a studio space together down in Minneapolis. He came up with these lyrics and he, Owen knows me and, and he knows the whole thread for me for this record was about positivity and how can we break through all the BS and the noise that we've got going on on our televisions and our radio and all mm -hmm. the information. And we want to get, you know, we would just want to, we want the truth and we right. want, we, we want to be good to each other as humans. And that's really what this song is about. So he crafted a lyric that is just so perfect, you know, and not preachy and not, not, uh, uh too sugary. <laughs> and it's still funky, you know, cause we, uh, harken back to a little earth, wind and fire horns on there, uh -huh. a little James Brown section in there. And, uh, so that's what break on free and how that came about. I sent it to Eric and he went, Whoa, because I finished it when he had done his with his record, but he ended up playing on it, played an incredible solo on there, and uh, yeah, so that's that's break on free. I thought it was a great title for the record as Ab well. Absolutely. Now, for the audience out there that that may not know how fabulous Paul Peterson is, just to give you a little background, he's a multi instrumental session musician on numerous recordings during the eighties and nineties. David Sanborn, George Benson, uh, Mavis Staples, Anita Baker, uh, Paula Abdul. I mean, from 1998, you were also on the Donnie and Marie show. I mean, this is just like, <laughs> like span, like how many different influences there. And then you Isn't being that on that show, didn't you have lots of other opportunities to connect with other artists as well? Well, let me tell you something. Now, Donnie, I met when I was making my second record for Atlantic Records, and he and I became the fastest of friends. And he invited me to come and be in the house band for his new show at the time. It was like a reboot of his variety show with his sister, Marie. And I said, yes, and went out there. And I got to play with so many different icons being in that band. Everyone from Robert Palmer to Glenn Campbell to uh, Justin Timberlake to um, uh, Little Richard to Stevie Wonder. I, it was unbelievable. Like I musical get up heaven. I'm like, who am I? Who do I get to? <laughs> Reba McIntyre. I mean, it was unbelievable. So it was a great experience. And um, Donnie and I ended up. He had me as his musical director for, for over 10 years. We toured the entire world with each other and had a great time with a really good bunch of bands and, and uh, it was a really good experience. And what you see with Donnie, and he, Donnie is an incredible singer. And he's also a nerd, meaning <laughs> that he knows how to wire a studio. If, if I said, Donnie, come over, I need some help wiring my studio. He'd go, I'm on it. And he'll be climbing behind the board, <laughs> plugging in cords, soldering. I would have that never guy. thought that. I mean, that is wild. I could. Uh, I guess I can't see. I mean, there's. He almost celebrates being kind of nerdy and and makes it kind of cool in his own way. Oh, he does. Yeah. He'll totally play that up. I mean, look at White Nerdy with with Weird yeah, Al. He, exactly. He's all about make poking fun at himself. Uh, and you also toured with Peter Frampton. I did. You know, it's so goofy. I was in music education for about oh, I don't know eighteen years and. My tenure at this college called Minneapolis Media Institute, I felt was coming toward 
an, an end. And uh, I went out to California, and I, I happened to go to this club, and I met a dear friend there just by accident. And I said, hey, man, you know, just put my feelers out there. I think I'd like to do something else besides, you know, uh, uh, teaching for a, for a minute, kind of get away from that. And he said, well, this is really funny. But we're looking for a new bass player in the Peter Frampton band. And I went, well, that's great. Okay, cool. So I went back, and I, <laughs> and I didn't hear anything for a couple of months. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well, that, that must have come to pass, and that's fine. I get a call. He, they said, can you be down in Nashville on Friday? And it was Wednesday. And here are the songs you got to learn. So Ricky, my, my big brother who plays with Fleetwood Mac, said, I'm coming with you. And we got <laughs> in the car, and we literally drove to Nashville, went to Peter's studio, played sang, bonded, and I got the gig uh, because of my friend Rob Arthur, who was his musical director for years, and I, I got to do a whole summer tour with him, and uh, it was incredible. He's, he's a great guitar player. It was a really good experience. Well, considering all those different influences and all the different music that you, you had a chance to be a part of, I loved a quote that um, I saw in your, your press. Uh, if you go to paulpeterson.com, there's all kinds of cool things that you can read about Paul. But one of the things that I really liked that you were talking about in your album is the stylistically uh, diverse tunes that you can hear throughout. Yeah. And, and I loved your quote, I'm at a point in my life where I'm okay with having multiple genres on the same record. I remember early in my uh, career with MCA and other major labels, having those different sounding sounds would confuse the public or radio promoters. But uh, at this point, I think versatility is a good thing. And I'm lucky enough to record in so many different genres that it's not something I'm trying to do intentionally. It's just what comes out. I love that. <laughs> Well, you know, it's time to speak your truth, right? Yeah. And, and especially at this point in my life, it's like I don't, I, I don't have anything to prove anymore. I'm happy. I'm, I've had an incredibly fun career, and that's what I'm all about right now. Is I want to have fun. I want to bring joy to people. And and, and and if you, if that's your attitude, that translates, as we say, to, to tape or vinyl or whatever the music you're doing. People can feel that stuff, yeah. and that's all kind of where, where I'm at in my life. And yeah, you know, when you're a kid and you're signed to a, you know, a, a major label and they're sinking a million dollars into you, you got to kind of play the game and listen to what they have to say. Well, we think you should be a rock guy or you can't write any funk songs anymore because you're this or that. And I was like, really? And then you start listening to that and then you lose like I definitely lost who I was as an artist because I so many people were barking at me. Yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing here? And I lost sight of my inner voice of who I was that made me different than every other artist out there. So if there's any advice I can give to these young bucks out there coming up, man, do you can play the game, right? But make sure you stay true to yourself. And it took me a really long time to be comfortable enough to go, you know, I'm not listening to any more of this BS. I'm going to be exactly who I am, and it only took me 40 years to do it, and this is what has come with this new record, Break On Free. But sometimes it takes that to hear your voice, and and maybe sometimes it, it takes that moment of, I, I do have something to say, and and that's when you when you discover that voice, that, that that's your guide for the rest. Um, Isn't but, that the truth? Yeah, and you know, it's about... It's more about confidence and comfortable yeah. being comfortable in your own Absolutely. skin. Look, this is who I am, and if you don't like it, that's cool. Just skip the song or don't buy the record. But 
this is who I am. And I think it's so good at this point in my life to be 100% authentic. And uh, that really translates in this record. Well, I'm going to encourage people to buy the record. <laughs> so it's a, Thank you. Buying, buying <laughs> yes. is good. We Paul, like it when, yes, when people Paul, buy. Paul Peterson, and that's with an O-N, paulpeterson.com. You can hear uh, some of the music. It's very cool. Um, but also I want to have folks know about uh, if you haven't, if you just joined us, you might not know that he is playing at the Dakota on June 24th. Um, something else that we're going to talk about in the next segment. You're also being honored um, at Black Music America, Minnesota, which I think is fabulous. We'll, we'll, turn a little, we'll, we'll share a little bit about that. But uh, yeah. go see the show. Uh, you can get tickets. Um, and you can also when get the album. There's pre-sales going on. So get a pre-sale. Right. Uh, listen to that. We're going to listen to one of uh, Paul's songs going out and coming in again. Um, this one is my favorite. And I'm super excited uh, for you oh. guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something in the, in the water. It's something in the water. I love it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know where does Minneapolis get its soul? Freezing cold Brother, I can't tell you But I just don't know There must be something in the water fun and we talk about ideas that matter and we celebrate great music and today we have saint paul peterson talking about his new album and the connection to the minneapolis sound and break on free a new album that's coming out on june 24th and you can go hear this amazing music at the dakota Mm -hmm. on june 24th and you can find out more information by going to paulpeterson.com welcome paul So great to be on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I heard Sonny T getting a little uh, recognition there. Uh, yeah. If people don't know who Sonny T is, Sonny T is Sonny Thompson who taught. It was it was like Prince's idol uh-huh. growing up. So uh-huh. people want to know what the secret sauce is in Minneapolis funk. Uh-huh. You don't have to look any further than Sonny Thompson because he can tell you all about it. I love and it. And I just saw him the other night. There was this huge... For those of you who don't know this, there was a huge Prince celebration over the last week or so, and uh, Sonny Thompson played along with a lot of the other band members that I have here in my band here in L.A., 
at Paisley Park, and they did Prince on the Big Screen, which was such a great show. And I got to say hi to Sonny again. I just love that guy. He really is a walking, walking history book and a living legend here in Minneapolis. So I had to give him the props he deserves. Absolutely. Well, uh, on your website, I found uh, a nice paragraph on Something in the Water, which is my favorite of all of your songs on, on this mm-hmm. album. Uh, that Regarding the source of Minneapolis' funky reputation alluded to on the Prince-flavored Something in the Water, you note that isn't it odd this incredibly Nordic city loves and nurtures funk? I think it all stems from the folks who came before us, which is why I gave a shout out to Sonny Thompson, who I call the funky originator on that tune. Right. Yeah. Well, again, it's giving respect and honor where honor is due, and, and he deserved it. And so do everybody else who who came before us, the Rocky Robbins and the whole slew of R&B artists that came out of Minneapolis in a way before uh, we were, you know, deemed the the Minneapolis sound for so many other people doing it. And, and I mentioned Rocky because he was one of my personal heroes. And if you don't know who Rocky Robbins is, incredible soul singer, and he had a great record out as, as, uh, as late as last year in Europe that did really well. But anyway, he, he was a huge influence on me. And my brother Ricky played in his bands. And it's just so cool to, to be able to, Hit the hat to the people like Prince and Morris and Jesse and uh, Jam and Lewis and Andre and all the different guys who, who made a difference in Minneapolis in the Minneapolis sound. And speaking of honoring, you are an honoree of Black music in the Twin Cities, the Black music America, in the Twin Cities, uh, and I just love that. Tell me how you feel about being an honoree of, and it's a this is part of a whole forty year. Uh, celebration because the the Minnesota Black uh, Music America was created uh, by Rhodes with his partner and wife Kim in 1982. The goal was to recognize the outstanding contribution of Black musicians and artists in the Twin Cities. And as it celebrates its 40 years of achieving that goal, uh, the co-founders are ready to put on a full display. So tell me about this. Well, I got an email from from. Pete and Kim, and I've known them for, for years, and it was a congratulatory, formal letter that said, congratulations, you're an honoree at the 40th anniversary of the Black Music Awards, and I was like, what? I didn't, I didn't know what to say. I called up Pete. I said, Pete, I'm a, I'm a white kid from Richfield. Are you sure you got the right guy? And uh, he said, Paul, you've done more to help black music here in Minnesota than you'll ever know. I was, I'm just blown away and so humbled by even the thought of being recognized by somebody like Pete and Kim. So I, I'm so honored. Well, it, it it's well-deserved, I believe. I, I listen to the album and I, I hear honoring in in every song. And and with that kind of honoring, it's nice that, that you will be recognized as well with some honor. You know what? Let me tell you something about um, that whole thing. And Uh I told you at the beginning of this interview that music is the great uniter, Uh I feel. And when I was growing up, I'm the youngest of five kids, musical, in a musical family. And what was going on in my house was uh, rehearsals, right? From from dawn till dusk, whether it was my parents rehearsing the great 
standards of jazz, you know, from Ellington and all those kind of people, or my brother Ricky rehearsing um, with Rocking Horse, which is a rock band, or my sister Patty rehearsing with a band that was like Tower of Power and Earth, Wind, and Fire. We had such an influence of, you know, African-American music in our house. I didn't know what it was. I just knew it spoke to my soul. So there wasn't a category for me on that. And, and you you get attracted to things that you're exposed to mm-hmm. when you're a kid, right? Just, Absolutely. Just like anything else. So this this feeling, this 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 movement that my family was obviously drawn to and passionate about, it, they passed it on to me. And for me to be able to uh, be a part of that uh, incredible uh, organization and to be able to do anything I can to help out Pete and Kim in, in recognizing the people who have come before us and being lucky enough to be, you know, an honoree is just, it's just mind blowing. And, and I hope I, you know, can live up to what that award means and, and promote, uh, black music. It's, it's really, truly what speaks to my soul and my whole family's soul. So we, uh, we uh, are so appreciative of that recognition. Well, that's a really nice setup for the next song that I'd, I'd like to share, the mini Forget-Me-Not. Tell us a little bit about uh-huh. that. Tell us a little bit about that, and then, then we'll go into that song. So, mini Forget-Me-Not. I, I used to, like I told you before, I, I worked at a college, and one of my teachers, whom I hadn't seen for a couple of years, his name is Leon J, and he's a great rapper and an Ableton uh, DJ. He said, I miss you, man. Let's get together. And I, he said, why don't we do a song? I got a song that's called Philly, Forget Me Not, that Daryl Hall and John Oates had out. And he said, I want to do a take on it. And I said, you're going to do many Forget Me Not, aren't you? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I got the groove already in my head. It's a throwback to 80s, you know, funk, kind of Minneapolis sound. And he rewrote the lyrics. We got together. And here's the funny part of that story, because I know a lot of the guys in the Hall and Oates band, I sent it to them because I wanted permission to be able to put it out because we're basically changing the lyrics of the song. So I asked Daryl Hall's manager for permission. And instead of, I got a call back from him and I said, Oh, thanks for calling me back. He said, this has nothing to do with the song you sent me. Daryl wants you to produce him. Oh my gosh. I said, said, what? He said, Daryl Hall wants you to produce his next record. So that song was the gateway for me to spend an incredible amount of time with uh, another icon, Daryl Hall, one of my heroes. And so we, I produced four songs on a record. I don't know if we'll ever see the light of day. It doesn't matter. The experience was worth more than you can ever imagine. But anyway, the song, Something in the Water, not Something in the Water. Many, many forget, forget that. me. Yeah, God. Although I like Something in the Water, too. Yeah. throwback. Yeah. I got too many Minneapolis-themed songs on this record. Well, that's and it's I love 6 it. in the morning I mean, out here it, in LA. It's all and I connected. haven't had enough coffee. I love it. It's all connected to the Twin Cities, which I just love. All so, right. yeah, it's just an homage to, to everything Minneapolis. So uh, check it out. I will. Okay, so uh, Patrick is going to take us to Mini Forget Me Not. We're going to hear it, and then we're at at the end of the segment, and we'll we'll um, lead in with another song for the next segment that you'll love as well. So, Mini Forget Me Not, stay with us. All right.
the same All the kids on the corner California never had that thing I remember up down in the summer like yesterday Baby, forget me not, forget me not, forget me not Baby, forget me not, forget me not, forget me not just gets me. <laughs> we have Paul Peterson, who we've been listening to his parts of his album. He's got a new album coming out called Break On Free. Um, and we've had a chance to go on a musical journey with lots of different genres. And we've been able to laugh and giggle. And for this one, um, bring some beautiful tears. Thank you, Paul Peterson. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that song from my, from my high school sweetheart. I've been married to her for 32 years. She got it. You got it again. To give it up to the people who, are, who she's the one who's been supporting me through this whole crazy ride in the music business and trust me it is a crazy ride and she's the solid rock incredible mother incredible wife so you know this is this is my honor to her and uh, i just love the way it turned out and the fact that you just played that on the radio put a little lump in my throat mine too mine too it's it's a song that could easily play be played and 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 create um a great sense of connection at a wedding but i also listened to it it was like this is also to celebrate you know every day the everydayness of love as well um well you can't forget to tell your partner what they mean to you yeah just because you assume that they know doesn't mean they know you got to tell them so this is my way of Telling her 
publicly, this is it, man. You are it. This is I'm not going anywhere. We're going to finish this ride together. And what a ride it is. And I love the quote that uh, I pulled from your uh your website, which is, by the way, paulpeterson.com out there. Go, yes, it is. Go. And you can get pre-sale of all the vinyl <laughs> yes, and can. CDs and tickets to the Dakota on June 24th. <laughs> you do that. Well, we're going to have to use that. Can I get a job? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, right. you, absolutely. Well, you do a podcast. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that folks know that you do do a podcast. Tell us I a, do. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about, about, about both of those and how to listen to those. Oh. Well, I started this podcast uh, about... Golly, it might be three years ago now. It's called Music on the Run. I am a runner, and and as you might imagine, I have been on the road for a lot of my life. And I thought it would be so interesting for the general public to know how these artists and musicians and rock stars keep their lives together, keep their health together, keep their relationships together while they spend 90% of their time on the road. So that's what really what that was dedicated to. It's called Music on the Run Podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. And we've interviewed everyone from Sheila E. to Steve Miller to uh, Bacon Brothers. Sinbad to the, to the Bacon Brothers, yeah. who are great. Yeah, they're, they're really, really incredible people. And, you know, they, they come from a musical family. I come from a musical family, so we had a lot of common ground. What I think, what I think to... is wild is when you think of you know rock and roll and you think of musics uh, that you know when you're uh, on the run, you don't think healthy. <laughs> it's not the first well, thing. That right. So it's a little counterintuitive, but it's fabulous to 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 do that. I mean, there. How do you celebrate health? And and when you're celebrating health, you're celebrating yourself. You're celebrating taking care of yourself, and and having. Well, well look, we've all we've yeah. all gone down the road of not being healthy yes. on the road. I'm yes. being for sure one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we're just trying to find balance, aren't we? All trying to find balance, <laughs> especially at this time in our well, life. A, like to stretch it out a little bit longer, so maybe health is a good idea. <laughs> right. Look at the Rolling Stones. Look yeah. at look Amazing. at Paul McCartney. Look at all these guys. Uh, Herb Alpert's ninety-two and on the road playing. Just I want to know what that secret sauce is, and that's what that <laughs> podcast is all about. Well, while we have just a few more minutes, if you want to just highlight some of the other songs that we didn't have a chance to play because I didn't play the full album because. I decided that we really should have an interview and not just play the album. But just give us a, a give a shout out to some of the others, the songs that that folks will find on the album. There's a song called "I Couldn't Do It Without You." That was one. You can basically look at it as uh, an audition for my production role with Daryl Hall. I I said, let me do one for you and see if this is a good fit. So his bass player wrote a song. Ford intended for Daryl's record, and I took the song and I produced it. And I, and I said, look, I love this. Can I keep this for myself? So that's a song called I Couldn't Do This Without You. That has kind of a, a throwback kind of 70s funk feel to it. Really feel good, great driving down the road kind of track. There's another song called Big City on there that I wrote here in the studio that I happen to be in in California with Oliver Lieber, kind of a Robert Palmer take on a little rock funk thing. And of course, I wrote a song with my nephew who's in my band out here too, Jason Peterson Delaire. We wrote a song that actually started this whole thing off. He's always been in my corner saying, Uncle Paul, you gotta you gotta you know, write another song, you gotta do another record. So he and his 
sister, Vanessa, have been in my corner, especially on this record. Vanessa does a lot of the social media for me and just kind of organizing all of that stuff. So shout out to her. She's sitting listening in Minneapolis. There's a song called um, You Got to Love. You Got to Live, You Got to Learn, You Got to Love. And it's all, again, a positive lyric. Uh, all thrown into a, a, a funk, some Minneapolis-based song. So, and beauty beyond those are the some darkness. Of the highlights. Be- beauty beyond ooh, the darkness. Ooh. You got. You got to do a shout out for that one too. So, beauty beyond the darkness. I, I share a studio space uh, with a gentleman by the name of John Fields, who's produced every single artist on the planet. It seems like he's a really successful, talented guy who uh, had moved back from California to raise his kids here in Minneapolis. I said, John, you got to write me a record or a song for my record. And he said, I got one for you. And he wrote this. We both shared, this is funny, uh, we shared the same barber. <laughs> and his name is John Clifford, and I'll give a shout out to him. Hi-Fi Record and Hair. He, during the pandemic, would come on daily and just say, there's beauty beyond this darkness. That's how we would end his little live post. And John took that as a song title and wrote a whole lyric about getting through what we just went through, whether that be the pandemic, whether that be the division in our country, just trying to look on the right and bright side of what what we just went through. So that is a really cool, it sounds kind of like a, Sounds like a Daryl Hall song. Yeah, another so glass, another glass of you, and then we, we we need to make sure folks know how to get to the Dakota. So, tell me a little bit about another glass of you. Love I that toured with kid oh, so cool. in Cal in throughout Europe, and was a big fan of my first record. And he said, "I want to write a song that's kind of reminiscent of one of your original songs called Intimacy." And I'm like, "Go for it!" So yeah, this song, I. He gave me in a rough demo, and my, then I went in the studio with my brother, Ricky, who produced my first record. And I said, okay, we did this 30 years ago. Let's take this song and, and do a throwback on it. And he and I worked so many sessions together. It's just like breathing with oh, him. We don't even it, have to speak to each other. It's smooth jazz. It's just... Uh, oh, well, yeah. But pa- Patrick's telling me with this song that I, I got to wrap it up. <laughs> okay, do it. I can talk forever. Yeah. Thank you pa- so much. PaulPeterson.com, June 24th. Go listen. You will not regret it. You will. This is a life memory, a chance that you got to take. New album, Break on Free. Get it. Buy it. Buy it in advance. Paul, thank you. Hold up. Thank you so much for having me. Ah, it was just a great pleasure having you on the show. We so appreciate it here on Connections.